Welcome to the Resilient Mind Podcast, exploring how our thoughts and feelings influence our actions. I am Steve Nathanson, CEO and founder of Strive for More, professional coaching firm, and... I'm Andrew Marangoni, founder and CEO of Steel City Pack Leader. Together, we founded Pittsburgh Pet Care, where coaching and pet care meet. And this is our podcast. Welcome back to the Resilient Mind. We are expanding our thoughts and topics about mindset. Today, we're going to talk about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Today, I'm with my good friend, Steve, as always. Steve, how you doing? I'm good, man. You? I'm doing well, doing well. Um, Steelers squeaked out another vi victory yesterday. 10-0, baby. That's First right. time. time. <laughs> Talking about fixed mindset or growth mindset, great, great topic. I think to dive into in terms of where maybe their mentality is at for the remainder of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And how important it is to be in that um, one game at a time, but still keeping the eye on the prize. Yeah. So with that, let's dive in just kind of right away. Talk about what these differences are between the fixed and the growth mindset that we wanted to talk about today. So very simply put, there's this concept called growth mindset. And what that's really there to illustrate is we are able to grow change, develop, continue improving. We are capable of going beyond where we are today. Simply put, if we look at this analogy of breaking through glass ceilings, that's what this is about. A growth mindset is about breaking through ceilings and setting new ones. Whereas on the opposite side, a fixed mindset says, this is where my ceiling is. That's never going to change. I can't possibly go through it. So that's what we wanted to talk about today, fixed and growth mindsets. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to have this conversation. I think it's an important part of people's thinking and uh, how they can tap into that and overcome some of their obstacles of the fixed mindset and in, invoke the benefits of a growth mindset. I think everyone will be in a much better space once we've had this conversation and people put it into practice. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that a little bit, right? Common things with, say, having a fixed mindset is, I'm not capable. I can't do that. It's not possible. There's no way, right? These are things that we say to ourselves when we have a fixed mindset, when we don't have the belief in ourselves to go beyond where we are currently. You know, and actually, I was thinking about things in my life where I thought that way, and my endurance sport hobby or um goodness what's the uh what's the right for um obsession is probably the right word <laughs> <laughs> um used to have a fixed mindset around it because i looked at people who ran marathons and i'm like my body's just not capable of doing that that's not possible i can never do that and that came from maybe how i would feel on a shorter run it came from injuries and things of that nature that that crept in mentally and said that I'm just not capable. And I will be very open and honest that I did at various points think like, I just not, my body's not designed to go that distance. I'll never be able to do that. I very much had a fixed mindset because I didn't think I could go beyond where I currently was. I believed that my body had a certain limit and I couldn't go past it. And now I've done marathons. I've done an Ironman. And I've switched between that fixed mindset to a growth-oriented mindset, 
but I was very much in that state initially, right? Of it's not possible. I can't do this. My body has physical limitations that I just can't do anything about. And it took me seeing other people being able to do it, experiencing the Ironman World Championships from a, a spectator's point of view, looking at people who do run marathons and half Ironmans and getting inspiration from them of, you know what? They're just like me. They're everyday people who can do it. And you know what? I can too. And it's not a knock on like, oh, I'm looking at this person. I'm looking down on them saying, well, if they can do it, I can do it. But it was the mentality of, well, if this person who's just like me can do it, you know what? I am capable of doing it too. And it really helped me shift into that growth oriented mindset of maybe I'm not right there now, but I am certainly capable of getting there if I put the hard work, time and effort into doing it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. When I first started playing guitar, um, my guitar teacher was always like, you should you should practice singing. I said, I'm no good at singing and I uh, can't do it and play at the same time. And he was like, well, this is because you're thinking about it all wrong. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, <clears throat> yeah, if you just try to sing while you're playing right now, you're going to fail. And that's going to, you know, conclude in your mind that you can't do it. But you have to do this is one, you need to get in tune with the tune and being key. And how you do that is you hum the melody. So I started playing and humming and humming got me catching tone better. And then once I could hum the melody, then it just became practicing the words of the melody. And before I knew it, I could sing and play at the same time. It just took breaking it down into smaller steps and having somebody who's been there and done it before to kind of show me that, yeah, everyone starts at a level where they're not good. And the yeah. difference between people who get good and people who don't are the people who understand that being not good is part of getting better. Right. Yeah. Part of that process. And I think to your very opening point, right at the beginning of today is like talking about, well, how do you shift from it? I think we're starting to really highlight that because at the base, this fixed mindset, and I, and I say this a lot, right. Is if I tell myself I can't do something, then that becomes a belief and I can't do it because I keep telling myself I can't. And I illustrate it this way is if we never ask, we'll never know. If we never try, we never will. Because if I tell myself it's not possible, if I tell myself I can't do something, then I'm going to start believing that. And that is an inherent belief that keeps us in that fixed mindset. And until we experience something that helps us break through that mindset, break free of it, it's not necessarily possible to see that I can take that small step i can hum the melody and i am capable of doing it which then opens up the possibility to really embody that growth oriented mindset so i i really enjoyed hearing that and i appreciate you sharing that with us because i think it does get to the heart of what's going to start help us shift away from these fixed mindsets we have about ourselves and what can help us transition into that growth mindset yeah there was a, a book i read about mindset that one simple thing of when you say you can't, if you change it to I won't, or you analyze it, <clears throat> say, can I really not do this or will I not do this? Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing that you can add into the way that you think. 
because when you give yourself a little bit of accountability and say, I won't do this, then it's a whole different way of looking at that problem is that you're capable, you're just not doing it versus I'm not capable. Mm. So even if you can switch it to say, I won't, is that true? That's a good step of, of getting to the next step of, oh, well, I can, I just haven't done it yet. Then the next step is I can, and I tried, then I can, and I did, and now I can. Yeah. No, and, and it's a great point, right? Because you're highlighting really at the core of it, challenging our beliefs. When I believe something, is it true? Is there factual evidence to support it? Oh, John doesn't like me. Well, maybe John had a very rough morning and he's just powering through the office to get to his, uh, his actual office, shut the door, and then just be alone by his thoughts. And maybe in that moment, he doesn't say hello to anybody. And I could interpret that of, oh, John doesn't like me because he didn't say hello, but we don't know what John's going through, right? So in that moment, is it that John doesn't actually like me? Or do I have other interactions with him that say, you know what, he's very amicable, he's very nice, we have a lot of good conversations, he must just be having a bad day, right? Challenging these beliefs that come up for us is absolutely huge first step uh, that you just very well illustrated. And I'm curious, actually, through that process that you just went through, right, of I can't to I won't, all the way up to, you know, I can and I did and I, and I can. How can that best serve the folks who are listening? How do you maybe best apply that to kind of a real world scenario that maybe I'm struggling with of, I can't do this? Well, I, I think it's, it's just going to what you said is the base of it is the foundational, it is, is what I believe actually true. Can I or can I not do this? Right. And that's why I said the, the big thing about I can and I won't is that a lot of people are like, I can't do that. I don't have the time. But if I sit down with them and say, let's go through your day. Let's, let's talk about how much time you have. Here's a time slot where we've identified is not productive for you. Would you put your time into this? I can't and make it I can. No, I won't. <laughs> All right. Well, that doesn't mean you can't do it. It means you won't do it. But right there, we're finding an opportunity for you to find time to move it to I can. Yeah. Now, if you take that opportunity and say, all right, you've identified some time for me to practice that I can, that could be a fundamental first step is finding time to overcome I can't, mm. especially if I can't is based on the fact that I don't have time because it's the biggest excuse people use is don't have time for that. Um, and that is a very fixed mindset that crushes people's uh, hobbies, dreams, accomplishing more, transcending where they're already at. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing is identifying, is this true or not? Yep. Is it truly I can't, right? Like there are certain, th I can't lift a car over my head. 
It's not possible. No human has done that to my knowledge. <laughs> not a goal that I'm going to go pursue. All right. But doing 50 push-ups, that's an achievable goal that I could do. Right? right. Yeah. And it's jogging a quote. And I apologize because I don't remember the exact quote or who said it. So I apologize for that in, a, in advance. This was from a conversation I was having with someone recently, but the gist of what they said to me that they were quoting was, whether we believe we can or we believe we can't, you're right. Yes, I like that quote. I've, I've heard that often. Yeah, and I apologize. I forget forget exactly who, who brought that out, but I just wanna make it clear, right? It's not mine or, or Andrew's, it is, it is coming from somewhere else, but it illustrates that key point of whatever it is that I believe is right because I make that my, my belief. So to your point, when I challenge the belief, what is going to help support if that is right or not, if that is true or accurate, however you want to describe it. And one of the most helpful things to do is to say, well, what experiences do I have in life that actually tell me if that is true or not? that is a hard thing to do. And it's a hard thing to think through. So one of the things that I do a lot with my clients is we talk about it. We write it out because that process of speaking it or writing it forces our brains to actually create order from chaos. Cause there's so much jumbled information going around in our minds that if we just keep it in our inner thoughts, it's easy to get lost into it. It's harder to bring clarity from it. But when I actually make myself go through that process of speaking it or writing it down, you're forcing your brains to bring order and clarity from that chaos. And it's a lot easier to then understand, oh, you know what? I've got 20 years of actually doing this and I am capable of doing it because look, look how much I've done in the past that counteracts this thought. I am capable of it. So that process, really to your point, that challenging of it, really helps bring awareness and that awareness is then a key step for in the moment when i think i can't do something having all my memories or my experiences that then counteract that thought is what will create that shift from that fixed mindset to that growth mindset so first off what are these thoughts and these beliefs essentially that are not serving me, are not helping me. And then challenging them and creating awareness around what actually does challenge them, what the reality is, what my experiences show that I truly am capable of. And then embodying that. So in the moment, the next time I think I can't do something, I know, oh yeah, guess what? I am capable of doing it. I have done it before. Here's everything that supports me in doing it. That, or those are rather some fundamental steps that I, that I do with a lot of folks that truly do help us overcome these non-serving thoughts, these non-serving beliefs that create our fixed mindsets. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think your fixed mindset <clears throat> ties into what we talked about last week is it is the, the mindset of the victim, right? Is mm. that I can't change anything. Everything's happening to me. 
um, versus the creator mindset, which we talked about, which is the growth mindset is right. I'm in control of what I'm in control of. And I do have the power to change X, Y, and Z. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the power of growth mindset and how it serves us. Yeah. So great point. So how does it serve us? And it serves us by really catapulting us to that next level because now instead of a lack of confidence or belief in myself, I have the confidence and the belief in myself that I am capable to do it. And it drives me to actually take steps towards making that happen. It is a mindset that uplifts us, it empowers us, and it compels us to keep putting one foot in front of the other to actually get to where we want to go. That for me is the beauty and the power of that growth-oriented mindset. What about you? Do you agree, disagree? You want to add something to that? What do you think, Andrew? Oh, no, I, I concur. Um, <clears throat> the, the best part about it is, is that it allows for your potential to really um, keep exploding, which is, you know, I, I am here now. And if I have the thought process that I can go further from where I'm at and grow up, down, sideways, whatever is, you know, fluent for the situation, um, but get better, get more excited about the situation, anything that I can tie into to develop getting better, because yeah. that's really what it is, is just practicing of getting a little bit better and moving forward versus being like, this is as good as it's ever done a beat. Um, things can always improve. And in any moment you have little choices that you can make. And I think that's one of the, the biggest things is just knowing that all those little choices that you made throughout the day, whether you see the impact today or not, have made an, in, an impact. Mm -hmm. And I think having the mindset of those things are important, whether I see the beneficialness or not right in front of me, is one of the huge benefactors of the growth mindset, is that you are slowly adding all these components, um, going back to my my famous interest gaining thing is you're, you're, you're investing in yourself and that's compounding interest into your life. Right. It, it, it is growing you exponentially uh, even when you're not really thinking about your growth. Um, yeah. You're creating habits that <clears throat> day in, day out practice equal your body and your mind just getting into these things instead of you having to initiate every single thing. Right. Um, you know, all those things move towards um, more pro productivity, better life, better health, better thinking, all those things just keep moving forward when you're in the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset of how do I, how do I improve my situation? How do I get out of this uncomfortable moment? <clears throat> um, what's the big thing that I can do today that's going to change my life? <laughs> you know, th those things don't exist is, you know, you have to find the little sustainable things that you can do every day and, and think about them and be in the moment when they're happening. Am I making the best choice I could possibly make at the moment? Yeah. And, and it's a great illustration of, I, I think a key thing that we need as human beings to really understand 
how far we've gone or how we're doing. And you're highlighting, we need feedback, you know, pure and simple. And with a growth oriented mindset, we're typically talking about something that's quote, quote, intangible, right? But you're bringing some tangibleness to it by talking about the habits, the steps I'm taking, what I'm doing on a daily basis, right? To get 1% better or to build interest in my, in my bank and investing in myself. And it often takes our reflection to really bring kind of clear insight into that of where was I two months ago, three months ago? How am I different? What have I done since then? Unless I maybe actively stop and take a look back, I don't necessarily see the tangibleness or the benefit of what I'm doing because it's not like going to the gym and I'm lifting 20 pounds today and then tomorrow I'm lifting 22 and a half and then 25 maybe next week or whatever it happens to be. This process of kind of self-reflection helps us really understand the true benefit of that growth oriented mindset and what is coming into play for me and how I am getting one step better every single day, building that investment, uh, putting more money into the, the bank, right, if you will. Yeah, you know, and even with that working out um, example is even when you get to a weight that's really heavy and then <clears throat> the next weight is real is, is beyond your scope at the moment, there is still so much work at the weight that you are currently doing that you can improve to get you to that next bump up. Um, the first time you max out at this new weight, that's your max. But if you can get your um, max up from three to five or even up to seven, by the time you're there, then going to three on the next weight up might be, you might be ready for it then. Right. You know, it, there are, even when you reach your goal, there might be some more tangible steps to kind of even you out at that goal. Yeah, right. And it's, it's a very good illustration because that growth oriented mindset individual is going to say, okay, I've maxed out here. What is it that I can do to help bust through that max and to get to that next level? That's what a growth oriented mindset person is going to think right in that. Right. And if you think of it as like building pressure in a pipe, right, is just like, you know, we only have as much to fill the pipe as there is, but it's there. And then if we can find more, that's how we're going to overflow and shoot out into the to the world out, out of the piping. <laughs> right. And, and actually it's a good tie in right to the empowerment dynamic. And what we were talking about last week of the creator mindset too, because in that opportunity, well, that, I'm sorry, in that moment, we're going to see it as an opportunity, right? The creator's like, Oh, this is a challenge and an opportunity to bust through this max and reach a new weight that I can lift versus fixed mindset or uh, a victim oriented mindset. Right. This is what right. it is. I can't go past it. And this is all happening to me. So uh, I think it's a very tangible illustration of what we're actually talking about today. Right. And there, here's a perfect example that anyone can tie into is in the Empire Strikes Back where Luke goes to Dagobah and he is practicing with Yoda and Yoda asks him to lift the X-Wing. And he says, I can't. He's like, only because you believe that you can't. And he was like, you want the impossible. And he was like, do it. He's like, I'll try. And then here comes the famous quote, is you do or you do not, there is no try. And Luke fails. And then Yoda's like, yeah, it's like this. And just lifts up the X-Wing. But what happens in that moment is he sees now it's possible. Right. It is possible. Yep. 
And in that moment where he went from fixed to seeing, oh, it's possible, his mindset shifted. And mm -hmm. you can see it in the rest of his training in that movie is he kind of then kind of got over the limitations of his current beliefs of what he believes about the universe and what he knows about the force and the Jedi is all that gets jumbled and opened up to this new possibility. And that really right there in that moment is where he shifts his mindset. And you see Luke, the farm boy becoming Luke, the Jedi. Yeah. And no, I mean, it's a, it's a very good example and it spurred another thought in me. I think that's, a great illustration of it too is the four minute mile was something people thought was never possible right and or breaking four minutes rather that milestone did get broken and once people saw that it was possible there was a number of other folks shortly thereafter who did the exact same thing they now saw it was possible to run a sub four minute mile and one of the things that we've seen recently in our times is the two hour marathon mark has been broken, right? Nike had that breaking two experiment. They were able to come in under two. That was something that's been highly held of, oh, that's, that's not possible. People have come close. Is a human actually physically capable of running a marathon under two hours? Well, guess what? Now we know it's possible. So it's going to be very interesting for me now to see that shift in mindset by professional athletes, elite runners, now that they know it's possible, what's that going to propel them to do? And I think that's a beautiful illustrative point of sometimes we just need to see someone else do it or that it's possible. Tying back into the first thing I said today about my experiences, right, of seeing people run marathons, seeing people do Ironman seeing people just like me being able to do it no, no there's possible. tons of power tons of power um and you know there's nothing there nothing substitutes the feeling of doing something for the first time um successfully and then getting autonomy and control of a new skill i mean it's one of the funnest things ever uh, i mean i don't know why more people don't try more things um maybe it's because too many people get stuck in i can't because of x y and z um but at the end of the day are those excuses for you not to try or are those actual reasons why you're not doing it because that's a, an important change in thinking yeah so shifting actually real quick away from our own mentality of it. There's one thing that came out, I think, in this that I want to maybe highlight real quick. And I apologize if throughout these episodes, maybe I'm sounding like a broken record, but we're really starting to illustrate also the power of people around us, the power of the people that we have in our lives and how they influence us. Because we're touching on being able to see something is possible. And if we have people around us who show us that things are possible, it helps our mindset believe that things are possible very much like our rescuer and our coach from last week. But on the flip side, if we have people around us who tell us it's not possible, it can't be done, you're never gonna be able to do it, you're not capable, 
why are you even bothered doing this? It keeps us in that fixed mindset. So the people who surround us in life are hugely important. And we hear this in multiple ways from multiple people, right? To create success, we need to surround ourselves by successful people. Um, to get to where we want to go, we need to surround ourselves by knowledgeable people who have been where we are or people who support us or help us. Many different ways of describing it, but they're all true because they greatly influence our mindsets. And that's a huge thing I wanted to just maybe bring out is that the people around us can keep us in our fixed mindsets. They can keep us in our victim-oriented mindsets. And if we recognize how those people are influencing us, we can then adjust those relationships through conversations with them, to get them to help us believe in ourselves, to switch into a growth-oriented mindset, or recognize maybe that's something that is not going to change. And then what do I need to do to maybe pull back from that relationship or set boundaries in that relationship to help it serve me the best in what I need to get to where I want to go in my journey? So I appreciate Andrew maybe just let me bring that out, but that was one point you were highlighting that I thought was too good to, to not mention it and dive into just a little bit further. Yeah, no, people around you is empirical to your development. <clears throat> yeah, they're hugely important, right? They are definitely key to helping us get to where we want to go. And it is an important point to highlight. And actually, it's a good question maybe for our viewers or listeners, rather. <laughs> As we're talking, can you think about how the people in your life right now serve you or don't serve you? Do they keep you in a fixed mindset? Or do they empower you to be in a growth-oriented mindset? I'm just curious to maybe pause there briefly and let our, our listeners think about that for a moment. Yeah, and it's important. It, and, you know, when you identify those, those people that are helping you get into a better state of mind, spend time with those people. And when yeah. you identify people holding you back, set boundaries and limit your time with those people because they are not helping you, period. Yeah. I mean, let's be candid. <laughs> no, I mean, it's very true, right? And this is, this is something I do with clients. And now I also recognize that there are situations where maybe these people who don't help us, they're family. Maybe they're very good friends. Maybe they're significant others. There are some difficulties and challenges around how it, people in our lives influence us and the relationships we have that do make it difficult to create boundaries or things. And that's where, you know, shameless plug, but that's where a professional coach can really help understand what that is because as we're talking about last week, right, with rescuers and, and coaches, if I'm running to other people and I'm sim they're sympathizing with me, they kind of keep me in that mindset, right? That victim-oriented mindset, that fixed mindset, where someone who is really trained in helping you understand what that is like to be in that mentality, what it's like to be in the situation you're in, but also to empower you to get out of it and take steps that are going to help you do that over time to reshape those relationships is absolutely crucial and critical to being able to do just that, to set those boundaries, to step back as needed. Yeah, and one of the things that I, I've, I've been able to do is 
once I've identified maybe a loved one or somebody that is not helping me with, with the way they think, um, you know, I'm not saying cut that person out of your life. What I'm saying is, is that once you know that you can think differently, go back and revisit that and share with them what you've learned and say, hey, you know, at one point I was on a really stuck path of thinking one way. And now I'm thinking about things in other ways. And I'd like to open that up to you. So maybe we can rekindle our friendship and maybe I can help be that person that you weren't for me or vice versa. Or, you know, maybe I can give you some help now and you can then impose that on somebody else. Um, but what I'm getting at is, is that once you develop this, you can go back to those relationships with what you've learned and, mm -hmm. and, and help them get out of their fixed mindset. Yeah. You know, pay it forward. Um, pay it forward. Exactly. <laughs> um, do that listeners pay it forward. Take anything we tell you and tell it to somebody else. <laughs> All together we grow. Yes. Yes, absolutely, we do, and uh, together is better. I, I, I definitely found that any individual who's working at a high level of independence can accomplish some great things. Um, but somebody who is working with a bunch of high-level independent people with synergy can create amazing things. Yeah, things yeah. that. Some people may think are unattainable or not possible, but one of the great things that I think we are experiencing is that technologies have been breaking what's possible for us um, pretty much every year at this point. Like there's always something where I'm like, wow, we did that. Okay. You know, maybe there are some, new and exciting things on the horizon. Yeah. Um, I think as a whole, uh, the United States is a very adolescent country as far as our development in the world. So I'm very excited to see with open-minded thinking and growth mindset thinking being, you know, becoming the rage because it improves our lives. Uh, what new unpossible things become possible in the near future yeah yeah so to that point maybe just kind of a, a recap on that is you know we've we've talked about kind of a fixed oriented mindset today right if what's going to hold me back uh there's this ceiling that i just can't get out of uh, or break through it is what it is right maybe that's a good way of really kind of summing it up is it is what it is but we've talked about ways to shift from that to believing that I'm presented with things that help me grow and develop and get to that next level to where I want to go. And I am capable of doing that. And we've highlighted one of the key ways of doing that is challenging these beliefs, bringing awareness around those beliefs, challenging those beliefs, bringing additional awareness around what supports my ability to do that. And then walking through that process in the moment so that I can counteract those thoughts and beliefs as they come up. In addition to not only evaluating how do the relationships in my life influence my mindset and how can I maybe start tailoring them to best serve me to get to a growth oriented mindset, but also looking to the world around me for innovation, 
what is possible? What do I see happening every single day that tells me, you know what, it is possible to continue to grow, to change, to develop, to get to where I want to go. As you said, the tech industry does a wonderful job of that. But that's a key part of what we're talking about today is you can draw inspiration from others in the world around you to help us create that growth mindset and embody it. And before I forget, I want to ensure I mention the book that really highlights growth mindset and the concept which was created by Carol Dweck. She's a PhD and a psychologist. Her book is Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. And again, that's Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. I would highly recommend uh, checking out that book and, and reading it. It does a wonderful job of describing where this all comes from and gives you additional insights into really embodying that growth-oriented mindset. Yeah. So until next time, I hope that this has been truly helpful and beneficial for you. And as we move forward in our series on mindset, we're going to be tackling coming up next problem oriented mindsets versus solution focused mindsets. Very similar to some things we've already talked about, but a couple key differences that we want to illustrate. And so that's coming up next. And I really, really look forward to having that conversation with you, Andrew, specifically, because I think it is so true for what we're experiencing today. So I'm very excited for that coming up. Me too. Can't wait. Until then, stay resilient, people, and we'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing. If you would like more information on coaching, look at striveformore.com to find Steve's business, or you can look for pet care options at pittsburghpetcare.com. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at contact at pittsburghpetcare.com. See you next time.